Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined as always by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. <laughs> How you doing, DK? I'm doing excellent, man. How are you doing? I know you're back from New York this week. I'm fantastic. I'm gonna be honest. My my accent came back a little bit. It sure did. I, know, I noticed noticed this. Yeah, no, because people are like, oh, I'm talking here, but I'm walking here, and it's like I'm just kind of <laughs> I don't know. It kind of comes back on a little thick, like three C's. I kind of just got it going. I don't know. Oh my god, it's he's looking at me. He's so happy. About I, I'm, this. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Man. How you doing over there, Craig? It kind of it's a little, uh, a little uncomfortable with this you know? accent, but all right, I'm doing okay. It's I can't control it. You know. Anyway, we're gonna run. I, I can't get rid of it now. It's like <laughs> we're gonna run through a bunch of players we like and our their matchups this week. We're gonna break down our lineup of the week at the end. But first, we're gonna run through some categories, some daily fantasy players we like this week. First, DK. I just went home. It's a great wedding, by the way. But this is go big or go home. Expensive players we think are worth the money. Who are you going big with this week, DK? I am going big with Dalvin Cook. Vikings going up against the uh, Chiefs in Kansas City. 9,500, so obviously he's on the more expensive side. Um, But Cook is a legit monster this year. He leads the NFL in scrimmage yards, 1,116. He's third in total touchdowns. Chiefs this week or this year, 29th against opposing running backs. Last three teams that beat the Chiefs, and, and Danny, you've talked about this before. They did it by controlling possessions, running the ball a lot, um, basically keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Now, we don't know for sure yet if Mahomes is even going to be playing in this game, but we saw last week Matt Moore can fill in, move the ball with that offense. So I think, regardless, the goal for Minnesota is going to be to keep the ball out of the Chiefs' offense's hands. And they're going to do that with Cook, I think, a lot this week. Um, Just running through the last three teams that have beaten the Chiefs, Aaron Jones for the Packers rushed 13 times, 67 yards, added seven catches, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. He went off. Uh, The week before that, or a couple weeks before that, Carlos Hyde, 26 rushes, 116 yards, a touchdown. Duke Johnson added two catches and 20 yards and a touchdown. And then Marlon Mack, when the Colts beat him, ran 29 times for 132 yards. So, that's been kind of the blueprint, and I could see them really just relying on Cook a lot in this game. So I think he'll be worth the money. Yeah, Aaron, I don't think that Dalvin Cook's going to be able to split out wide as much as because the Packers are splitting Aaron Jones out wide, and then Anthony right. Hitchens and the Chiefs linebackers could not cover him, and that was embarrassing. But at the same time, you just mentioned, I mean, Carlos Hyde and then Marlon Mack the week before him. I mean, Dalvin Cook is better than, I mean, I don't even want to mention him in the same sentence as Carlos Hyde. He's just right. as good, probably a lot better than Marlon Mack. So I... And also, as you mentioned, Mike Zimmer, the Vikings head coach, would love nothing more than to run the ball 70 times in this game and not have Kirk Cousins pass. <laughs> it's, in, it's in his DNA. Um, you're right, though. They're not going to use—I don't think they'll use Cook on, like, vertical routes quite as much as the Packers do with Jones. But with the way that they run play action, 
the way that they kind of like try and get the defense flowing in one direction and going the other direction, they're very good on screen passes. And that's where Cook, he's like really good in the open field. You know, he's really, really elusive. So I could see Cook picking up big yardage in the screen game too. Yeah, and the Chiefs are just banged up on defense. Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, is not healthy. They lost Alex Okafor in that Packers game. Um, they just, they're just, this is the banged up defense. Uh, Frank yeah. Clark's hurt. The, every, everyone on that defense is hurting. Um, for me, my big go home, go big, go home. I'm not going very far. Kirk Cousins. I know I just said mm. three seconds ago that they don't want to pass, but guess what? They never want to pass, but they're going to have to pass a little bit in this game just because their preferred method is to run the ball. Doesn't mean their offense is not going to do well. As we mentioned, the Texans and the Colts who beat the Chiefs twice uh, back-to-back weeks, they each had like 39 minutes or so of possession. When yeah. you have the ball for that often, you're going to be able to pass. You're going to be able to pass efficiently. The Chiefs' run defense is worse than their pass defense, but more amazingly is that I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is as good as Patrick Mahomes. I would never say that. I sure hope not. I am saying that Kirk Cousins is second to Patrick Mahomes in every category that is underlying, not like passing touchdowns or uh, uh, passing yards, but like yards per attempt, all the efficiency stats, completion percentage, uh, above expectations. Kirk Cousins is either number one or number two to Patrick Mahomes. That includes average net yards per attempt, which is the fancy way of saying yards per attempt with sacks and picks and touchdowns included. Mahomes is number one. Kirk Cousins is two. Russell Wilson's three. Aaron Rodgers is four. Uh, Completion percentage above expectation, which actually factors in how far you're throwing and where the defenders are on the field. Kirk Cousins is number one. He's like 9% above what his completion percentage is supposed to be of Mm -hmm. quarterbacks with more than two starts. He's playing really well for the last month. We were wondering whether this would be real or not. He has just kept going. So I think he's going to shred this Chiefs team, even if they're trying to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Not to mention, Cook can still bring him down the field. It doesn't mean they're not going to get... Like, a lot of scoring drives doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be Cook. So. Right, I, right. And most basically, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are two of the three most expensive receivers this week. And Kirk Cousins the fifth most expensive quarterback. I don't know if that makes sense. So I'm going with Cousins because he's <laughs> way cheaper. And there we go. Love some Kirk Cousins. I just wrote... A couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, I wrote a very glowing article on Kirk Cousins, and I'm with you, man. He's been playing absolutely out of his mind, and I get that some of these games that he's really balled out in um, are against were against bad teams like the Giants. Um, but at the same time, if you and, and this goes to your expected uh, completion percentage uh, stat that you just mentioned, I mean, if you look at some of the throws he made, he was he was throwing absolute dimes into tight coverage, into double coverage, putting it only where his receiver could get it. I mean, I was very, very impressed. And and he works really, really well in that play-action game. I'm sure they're going to do that this week. Um, and that's they've just done a really good job of figuring out what he's comfortable doing and then doing it a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think, the, I think the, the Vikings' offense has really impressed me over the, you know, not necessarily last week so much, but, you know, in the, in the last month or so, they've been really, really good. Craig, you have any thoughts on Kirk Cousins' Instagram? Oh, I haven't checked it recently. You haven't checked it? So he went Halloween. Well, they, they did the thing where they have the kids over on Halloween, but like not <laughs> Halloween. And he was wearing the Kirk Cousins jersey, which he was either, you know, going as Kirk Cousins for Halloween or just one of those, like, he has to wear the jersey or no one will know who he is. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was hilarious. I really wish he would go as Gary from World uh, Team America World Police. How many <laughs> followers do you guys think Kirk Cousins has? 17. 17? Yeah. Uh, 19. Like 19 total or 19,000? Yeah, no, total. 19 okay, total. DK. 13,000, I don't know. 344,000. Wow. There's that many people that want to see Kirk of an Cousins NFL life? team. You guessed 17. Yeah. 
It's Price is Right style. I don't know. All right. Too rich for my blood. DK, who is a player who's priced uh, pretty high this week that you're not so into? I think this is the only time I'm ever going to say it, but Chris Carson of the Seahawks going up against Tampa Bay. That's your guy. I know. It's my guy. He's 7,200 this week, which is on the more expensive side. And it's going up against the, he's the sixth most expensive running back on this slate for the record. So going up against Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which has been really, really good against the run. Is and that's the reason it gives me pause. Um, the Bucks have legit one of the best defense run defenses in the NFL. They're 29th in points allowed to opposing running backs this year, i.e., the fourth fewest points. Um, they've allowed just three touchdowns to running backs all season, 390 yards total in seven games. So I think Carson still brings a little bit of upside as a pass catcher, but they really haven't gotten him involved on like vertical routes like we were talking about with Aaron Jones. He's more of just like a dump off swing pass kind of guy. So I think. I'm just betting that there's going to be better options for that price this week with the Seahawks, especially since they just lost their starting center, Justin Britt, on IR. I think they could potentially have some issues running the ball this week. And so, um, you know, you never leave, never leave it to the Seahawks to necessarily do the logical thing, but it would make a lot more sense for the Seahawks just to pass a bunch in this game. And, and that's why I'm a little bit nervous about what Carson's going to do. Yeah, the Bucks' run D has been shockingly good. I don't know if that, that last year it was just bad because they were it was so easy to pass against them. Now it's actually been improved with, uh, and now Jason Pierre-Paul is back. So I'm with you on the Buccaneers just weirdly being more attacking there. But yeah, Pete Carroll doesn't love to <laughs> throw when he should throw. But what else yeah, is new? Yeah, that's true. Craig, who's too rich for your blood this week? I'm sorry. I'm just kind of looking at pictures of Kirk Cousins in a Buzz Lightyear costume right now. Is he in a Buzz Lightyear costume? I can't think of anyone <laughs> who is less like infinity and beyond energy than Kirk Cousins. He's, he's so very ha- much like has a timestamp and is here, not infinity nor beyond. He looks so happy though. So I'm he happy for happy. him. Yeah, he's like he, a nice dad. <laughs> he really seen- seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, you know, he's not like he's not going to blow your mind with conversation, but he's a really <laughs> yeah. nice guy. He's nice. He's organized. He's an organized father. Anyway. Who happens to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> um, you know what? Whoa, are we still going? Well, I was just going to be like, I, I'm just skipping you. I'm like, you know who's too rich for my blood? My blood. Do you know how much candy I've eaten today? We're recording this on Halloween. You're getting New Yorky again. I might get New Yorky again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Devontae Adams. Yeah, okay, there we go. Thank you for getting <laughs> He is too rich for my blood this week. It looks like he's finally going to be back. He's been gone for over a month. He had turf toe, which is one of the most nagging injuries that a receiver can have. So he's 7,100 bucks, which is like in the top seven wide receivers. I just think this is a wait and see week for, for Devontae. He's going to probably be shadowed by the Chargers top corner, Casey Hayward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would just rather allocate my capital, as Joe House would say, on something else. Yep. Allocate my you. capital. Wow. Shouts to the capital. And that's winning the World Series. Oh, I did it again. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. All right. Before we move on, though, let's take a quick break. All right. Big news. NFL superstar J.J. Want wants to change your life. And no, he's not doing a TED Talk or writing a self-help book. This is way better. To support a great cause, J.J. Watt has teamed up with Omaze to offer you the chance to win a brand new Ford Raptor with taxes and shipping included and $100,000 to put toward a house down payment or help pay off your mortgage. And if that's not enough, he's even going to fly you and a friend to Houston to meet up with him. For your chance to win, go to omaze.com slash NFL show and enter now. That is O-M-A-Z-E dot com forward slash NFL show. 
And a special bonus, enter the promo code NFLSHOW150 and you'll score 150 free entries. That's promo code NFLSHOW150. Best of all, every donation supports the Justin J. Watt Foundation and their work to empower and inspire children through sport. Wow, I didn't realize his name was Justin J. Let's put that together. Once again, that is omaze.com slash NFLSHOW, promo code NFLSHOW150. How about that? Justin J. Love Justin J. Love Goldilocks. This is middle range sweet spot. Not too high, not too low. These are guys right in the middle. DK, who's, who's, who you like is a good Goldilocks play this week? I'm rolling with DJ Moore, the Panthers, going up against Tennessee this week. He's 4,800, which just feels like the right spot for me. He's seeing really good target numbers over the last three weeks, 9, 10, and 8 in the last three games. I think he's due for, he, he's due for positive regression in the touchdown uh, category. I think he could find the end zone this week. So I like his floor just as a PPR receiver, but I also th- I like his upside, you know, his ceiling too with the uh, potential for a touchdown. So I'm going with DJ Moore, Panthers, going up against the Titans this week. I like DJ more better than DJ less. Oh, hey, no, that's nothing. My Goldilocks this week, the whole New York Jets. I'm just, I'm just rolling with the whole thing. Slamming Sammy Donald and the New York Jets <laughs> playing the Miami Dolphins this week. The Dolphins are gonna be sleeping with the fishes. The Dolphins dead last or last or second to last in every major defensive category. They just put cornerback Zavian Howard on injured reserve. Oh they traded God. for Keep the lead, but he's hurt, so he's not playing. So the Dolphins got no cornerbacks. They traded away Minka Fitzpatrick. They got no one. Sam Darnold, $5,900. Robbie Anderson, $5,500. Robbie Anderson, deep threat. He's a receiver fast as the day is long. Now, he's not got not such good numbers, but here's the thing. If you remove the games with the backups, uh, Mr. Trevor Simeon or whatever, Luke <laughs> Falk was playing. If you only look the at the games that Slam and Sammy Darnold was playing, Robbie Anderson, Ninth in air yards. Ninth. And we love air yards in this program. Jamison Crowder, $5,300. Leads the team in targets. He's reliable. You know, reliable. is hard to come by. Also, in the games just with Sammy Darnold, top 10 in target share among his whole team and the whole league. <laughs> That's amazing. So you got the Jets. The Dolphins suck. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, because the Dolphins and the, or sorry, because the Jets have been so bad. It's a great matchup. It's an excellent matchup. Danny, did you just go to New York and listen to sports radio for like 24-7 while I you were just, there? Yeah, I don't did you like get a screening of Uncut Gems early? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Holy shit. I feel like I've just become a W fan caller. Jeez, that right, was insane. Uh, I hope, did anybody get any information from that or were they just too distracted by your accent? <laughs> uh, we'll find out. Craig. Oh my word. Who's your Goldilocks this week? Josh Jacobs on the Raiders. He is 6,500 bucks. He's playing the Lions. I really like Josh Jacobs. He passes the eye test when you watch him, you know? He just looks good on every run, always falling forward, getting yards for you. One of those work hard, a real Gruden grinder. Uh, Do you know he's second in the NFL this year in missed tackles force behind my guy, Chris Carson? I did not know that, and that's why you're the best, DK. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Detroit's also given up the third most fantasy points to running backs this season. And the last three weeks, they've kind of gotten killed. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones had 150 yards combined. Dalvin Cook in week seven had 142 yards and two touchdowns. And then last week, Saquon only had 64 on the ground, but he had 80 through the air with a touchdown. So maybe this is the week Josh Jacobs gets going through the air a little bit. Oh, I hope so. But That'll be fun. Even if he doesn't, at home, Oakland. And they don't have to play in the dirt anymore. The A's are done. They got grass now. Oh, wow. Look at you. <laughs> Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Look at you. 
<laughs> I got one Josh Jacobs stat for you. This is from Matthew Barry's Love Hate column on Thursday. Little guessing game for you guys? Blind resumes. Let's do it. This is from Matthew Barry. Player A, 64.6% of teams carries, 67.4% of his team's rushing yards. Five yards per carry on the dot, 2.2 yards per carry after contact. Player B, 65.8% of teams carries, 69.3% of his team's rushing yards, 5.1 yards per carry, and 1.96 yards per carry after contact. Okay, so very, very similar. Very similar. Yeah, I guess probably could have just said that instead of... Anyway, player A. <laughs> Goddamn. Josh Jacobs. Player B. Ezekiel Elliott is a rookie. Wow. Really? Yeah. How about that? Now, I've never once looked at percentage of team rushing yards. <laughs> I don't know how accurate. I don't know how informative that is. A predictive... Like how sticky? Of whether yeah. Josh Jacobs is Ezekiel Elliott's career going forward. But it does speak to, I think, the Raiders, despite having John Gruden or weirdly forgettable in a way this season, even though they could still make the playoffs of the win this week. But Josh Jacobs, getting really, getting better. Yeah. I think we should give shouts to the Raiders and Gruden in general, too, because their their offense has been a lot better than I think I expected. Which works perfectly with. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so contrarian play of the week, DK. You want to get into this? I, I, I snuck a little peek at who you got here. Yeah, so Derek Carr quarterback of the Raiders. I don't know if I've ever touted him on this podcast before, but we've definitely said bad things about him. <laughs> right. Uh going going up against the Lions this week, 5500 bucks, very reasonable cost. I think Carr, you know, he's kind of become a punchline over the past few years because he's just been like a checkdown machine, but he's actually playing pretty well under Gruden. I saw this from established the runs Adam Levitan, the Raiders very quietly, fourth in yards per play this season, eighth in offensive DVOA, ninth in yards per pass attempt. So they're actually, they've been really pretty good. And it's interesting because they're running, basically they're passing offense through a couple of tight ends and they're not, you know, they don't have, Tyrell Williams has been, you know, pretty good in the, in the times that he's been healthy. But it's just, to me, it's very surprising how, how I guess, efficient and good they've been this season. The Lions, meanwhile, 30th against opposing quarterbacks this, this season per DraftKings. And um, Carr scored 23.4 and 17.7 points in the last two weeks. So, I don't know. He, he's got some upside there. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Darren Waller is leading them in target share, and he's just been their de facto number one receiver, especially because Tyrell Williams has been hurt a lot. And, that's yeah. again, just not a guy who's played consistent football for, like, his whole— like, only been playing football for, like, five years, but in the NFL for a handful, he's overcome some substance issues and stuff. But— this is yeah. his first season, like, really playing, and he's the leading receiver on the team. There's a lot of, I mean, if John Gruden wasn't such a meme, things we'd be calling, like, remarkable coaching. <laughs> right, but we're not really exactly. giving him any credit. It's a, it's a really well-run team. But you like Carr versus the Lions this week. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you're looking for, like you said, a contrarian play, someone that's not going to be owned in a lot of lineups, probably, uh, I think he could be the guy. I like that. Craig, you got a contrarian play this week? I do. I think this is rather contrarian. I'm going with Melvin Gordon, who everybody <laughs> who everybody hates now in fantasy. Yeah, no, it's, yeah that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure why. He's had like— I got an idea. What, because he's bad now? Maybe because he asked—one, aside from the holdout, maybe because he asked for more touches, like ahead of the, a game, and then fumbled the ball at the goal line so that they would lose the week after he asked for the more, more touches. Okay. Yeah. I mean, wh- what's he supposed to there. do? Not ask for more touches as a player? Don't fumble. Anyway, can, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Don't to, fumble is always the truth. answer. But anyway, so <laughs> the Chargers just canned Ken Wisenhunt. 
their offensive coordinator, and they just brought in their quarterbacks coach. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Shane Steichen? 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 Anybody know? I'm sure. Gonna, I'm sure. going to leave you on that island. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a question about when new offensive coordinators come in. If you have any, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you have any intel on what the offense normally does immediately, like my guess is that it's a lot harder to implement a new passing scheme than a running scheme right off the bat that like they're suddenly not going to get more creative from a passing perspective and they're going to probably like stick to the run more right after a new offensive coordinator gets hired. What, what do you guys think about that? That's a good question. I think, I think number one, you don't change a lot because like installing an entire new offense takes weeks, right? So I think they'll, they'll still use the same play, same language, all that. I think it's just going to be the only thing that may change is tendencies and, you know, just play sequencing and all that. That's really the thing that they're going to be looking for going forward, I think, is is less completely overhauling the offensive system and just changing the play sequencing and play um, selection and that kind of thing. I agree with DK because the moments, look, when they change their offense overnight, it's so rare that it really stands out. So last year... I mean, it happened with the Ravens where they benched Flacco, used their buy, and came out with Lamar Jackson and went from, I believe, running either last or like the least or the second least to running the most and being like the least efficient running team to like among the top two. And then the Browns kind of really changed stuff. But now we've been seeing maybe that was more quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi than it was Freddie Kitchens. Um, but as DK said, those are rare. In reality, teams change offensive quarters during the season a pretty good bit. And most of the time, as DK said, it's about tendencies. It's about maybe they're changing you know, what they're doing on first down, run pass, like fundamental. Mm -hmm. they, usually it's like going back to fundamentals. Um, fundamentally, I think the interesting thing is why did the person get fired? I think that's the good thing to look at. So like last year, Mike Zimmer fired John DeFilippo. And that was explicitly because John DeFilippo was passing too much and he wanted to run more. So I think that if you look at why was this person fired, uh, are they, do they want to be more aggressive or more conservative? That's the first question I would ask. So looking at the Chargers. Why was Ken Wisenhunt fired? Not to go against your Melvin Gordon point, but there have been 85 teams in NFL history. Like, I'm talking like a century. 85 teams have had four consecutive games where they had under 40 rushing yards. 84 of those were before 1946. <laughs> and the 85th was the Chargers now. The Chargers are currently on a streak of under 40 rushing yards, four games in a row. That is astonishing. My question to you is, though, is what's different this year? Why is Melvin Gordon bad now? Melvin Gordon was the RB7 last year, and he played 12 games. They have the, essentially the same offensive line. Why is Well, he no, no they don't have essentially the same it's offensive line. Russell, Russell Okun was out with blood clots in his lungs, like a pulmonary embolism until two weeks ago. Yeah, he's and back. Then, well, he's back, but the second he came back, Mike Pouncey, their center, who's, I mean, definitely their best lineman when Okun was gone, got put on IR with a neck injury. So they don't. So you already have Pence, uh, Pouncey's out, or just for the season. Okung is back. He also had, I picked up an injury right as he got back. He, I, I am not willing to say he's himself yet. And then you have their guards. Their guards are, if not the worst in the league, bottom three, easily. And honestly, the other LA team actually is probably the only team that has worst guards. Are those guards. the same guards they had last year? Essentially. Okay. Um, they've got poor Dan Feeney. And uh, like, it's just not, they've a Sam Tevy. Adika, Sam Tevy, probably the worst right tackle in football. So, like, <laughs> like, the Patriots literally laid out this whole game plan of how to destroy the Chargers' offensive line in the divisional round, and they haven't fixed the team. So, they, uh, everyone else is just like, oh, this is so it's really hard to run. You have to change stuff every, you know what I mean? You have to change every year, and the Chargers just, they have a worse line. 
Also, they just are hurt again. There's so many reasons, but um, gotta adapt. And also, Melvin Gordon wasn't practicing. Practice is important. It's not basketball. You gotta practice. Yeah, but each week you would imagine he gets better. So he's been bad on the ground. But Austin Eckler's been worse. Eckler's averaged 1.9 yards per carry since Melvin Gordon came back, and Gordon's averaged 2.5. I think that a lot of that's Mike. Look, Mike. So we kind of talk about these guys like they're Legos. The reality is, when you lose your center, the center is the guy who's doing protection. Especially Mike Pouncey is, I mean, interesting guy off the field, but he's a smart player. They're the guys setting protections. They're the guys doing line. And Philip Rivers is obviously smart too. But you lose your center. You're losing, generally speaking, like the mind of your offensive line. And you can't always just replace that. There's so many reasons this team's gone by the wayside. Um, it's like, it's not just as simple as, well, Kung's back and Pouncey's out. Uh, Pouncey's out. Like, the team was derailed by injuries. And that's not even talking about the defense. Those Derwin James, like, in training camp, I happen to actually be there and all the players were, like, really despondent, mm-hmm. like, I guess what I'm thinking is, is last year the Chargers were also derailed by injuries. And so, aside from Marcus Pouncey, who's the only difference on their line... Well, Mike Marquise is in Pittsburgh. Oh, you're right. Sorry, Mike Pouncey. Excuse me. And Melvin Gordon was the RB7. I don't... I feel like we're all just penciling him in to be, like, not even startable for the rest... For every game going forward. And I'm just not... I, I don't know why this week couldn't be a week the Packers give up the highest yards per carry in the league. I mean, Melvin Gordon is going to regress to the mean... So for me, what changed my mind was the under 40 rushing yards four games in a row for the first time since World War II ended. Yeah, but maybe that means they're going to try and get over that. I know, doesn't that just tell you that's that's, not going to continue? So that is the argument that's interesting to me is that they fired Wilson Hunt to fix that. That's where I think that you could be right, that they could come out and be like, so you know what? That is a contrarian play. I like it, Craig. (laughs) You convinced me. Great job. Full circle there. Wow. I literally laughed when you first brought him up. And you know what? You convinced me. That is a good contrarian play. Let's go to Carson to watch that game. Let's go to Carson to watch that game. Hey, Google, how long is the drive to Carson, California? By car, the trip to Carson is one hour and one minute with heavy traffic. That's not so bad. You guys want to go to the Chargers game? Let's do it. DK, (laughs) fly down. I would love to, man. I would love to. All right. Before we move on, let's take one more quick break. Fight fans. It's fight season on DAZN. This fall, you get a stacked lineup of one of the biggest fights featuring the biggest stars in boxing like Canelo Alvarez and Andy Ruiz Jr. only on DAZN. With a DAZN subscription, you can watch Canelo and Kovalev on November 2nd. Canelo is moving up two weight classes to fight Kovalev for the light heavyweight world title. Kenny clinched yet another title at the new 175-pound weight class. And you also get the Ruiz versus Joshua rematch on December 7th. After an unbelievable underdog win against Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz is determined to cement his place and title as the heavyweight champion of the world. Was it just a fluke or does he have what it takes to beat Joshua a second time? This is not only the best schedule in boxing history, but the best value too. You get everything, every fight, original content, all live and on demand for one low price. All you have to do is download the DAZN app to start watching. I've also downloaded Bill's podcast with Andy Ruiz on the Bill Simmons podcast, which might be one of my favorite pods he's done all year because that just, just had him on. It's excellent. Today's show is brought to you by the TVG podcast. Listen and subscribe now to hear TVG analysts uncover views, debate, and deliver crucial insight into the world of horse racing. Hear from TVG favorites Mike Joyce, Ken Rudolph, and many special guests. This week, TVG has a special Breeders' Cup edition featuring a celebrity guest appearance. Figure out how to best place your wager for the big races this weekend. You might even get lucky. 
The TVG Podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Don't forget to rate, listen, and subscribe and join the conversation on social. Utilize the hashtag TVGPod. All right, well, that was contrarian. This is galaxy brain, which is like contrarian, <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, we're on an interdimensional travel level. You know, this is like <laughs> taking it up on this notch, is different. Yeah. So, DK, you got a galaxy brain play that's like, you know, yeah. operating on a different system. My galaxy brain play this week when when we're all just completely have given up on Mitch Trubisky going up against the <laughs> Eagles this week. I'm, I'm, wow, that is why galaxy not? Brain. So why not? <laughs> look, he's due. And why is he due? <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> week three, 20 points. 20.44 points against Washington. Week four, uh, 0.36 points. Not so good. Week seven against New Orleans, 20.04 points. Week eight, Chargers, nine points. Week nine, profit, maybe? <laughs> this is absolutely galaxy oh brain, God. but going up against the Eagles defense, which has been very, very bad against the pass, um, I could just kind of see, like, there, there's a world that exists so I can see Nagy. And I, I've argued in favor of Montgomery in the past that David Montgomery being kind of the foundation of the offense. I could see Nagy just being really mad about all the media narratives and being like, look, we're going we're gonna to show you how good Trubisky can be because I think you know, he had to come out in the media and, and defend Trubisky last week. And uh, I don't know, this is completely galaxy branded. It, it's off my rocker. Yeah, you but, galaxy branded it. But yeah. If you want to really, if you want to really go past contrarian play, the, Mitch Trubisky's your guy. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these my, galaxy brains are going to be like, yeah, I'll pass. My, my galaxy brain, <laughs> Matt Moore and the Kansas City Chiefs, baby, forty eight hundred dollars. Everyone's favorite journeyman, Matt Moore. He's the best journeyman after Josh McCown and Bruce Gradkowski and Chad Henney and Seneca Wallace and Gus Farratt and Charlie Batch. But after all them, Matt Moore is the best one. He's running the Chiefs offense, and that is the beginning and the end of this argument. Uh, the Chiefs offense, still good. Matt Moore, still cheap. He had 267 yards and two touchdowns last <laughs> week. One of them was those fake touchdowns that count as passing touchdowns where you just do the jet sweep, but you touch toss pass. it in the air. Yeah, the touch pass. You toss it six inches. They catch it, run for a touchdown, and it counts for you. But hey, those still count. They're still going to do them. The Vikings D, I mean, is good, but has given up the 10th most passing touchdowns. So they are vulnerable. And the Chiefs are going to have to score. And yeah, no, Matt Moore is not good, but the, he's better than you'd think. And that I mean that. If you watch that game, shockingly competent. And competency might be all you need to run the Chiefs offense semi-profitably in DraftKings this week. So there you go. Galaxy brain. For the record, Trubisky is only $200 more than Matt Moore. <laughs> yeah, and Matt Moore is going to outscore so. Mitchell Trubisky. You trying to put something <laughs> yeah, on this? Quite possible, yeah. You trying to put something on this, DK? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. All right, D uh, Craig, you got a galaxy brain for us? I don't even know what. Like, what? Me? What is galaxy brain exactly? Like, oh, what I, does it mean? Well, like, no, I, I cosmic know. apotheosis. That's <laughs> what it means. I'm saying, what qualifies a pick as galaxy brain? It's bad. It's it's like worse if, than bad. It's like if <laughs> it's no, so the bad, difference it's is good. contrarian is swimming upstream against the mainstream thinking. Galaxy brain is like on a third or fourth dimension of thought <laughs> and reasoning. You know what I mean? 
Okay, then I'm not sure this is Galaxy Brain, but I just want to. <laughs> I'm just going to recommend a backup running back. Is that Galaxy Brain? Yeah, that go. works. There we go. Maybe okay, it's more cool. like Milky Way Brain, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Milky Way Brain, Solar Ale- System Brain, Alexander Madison on the Vikings. He's playing the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I like this. Um, Alexander- why is he five grand? I that's I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> not even a good value. <laughs> I'll tell you why he's five cheaper. Grand. He's more expensive than Matt Moore is I'll playing. You, he's I mean he's been better than Melvin Gordon. I mean, so maybe that's why <laughs> he's averaging over ten rushes a game in his last four games, and he's had over fifty yards in four of his last six. He's he has looked good. I'll give you that. Yeah, he's looked good, and, and like he actually. Are you admitting defeat on Mike Boone, third string running back for the yeah, Vikings? DK. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe. Wave your white flag. <laughs> I just won that August argument. Madison just straight up like has more yards than half of like starting running backs on teams. And Dude, I'm irrationally excited. I just beat DK in that argument from three months ago. <laughs> I Sorry, I keep going. Let him have this DK. It's all he's got. All right, all right. Um, I don't know. Minnesota runs the ball a ton. They have the second most rushing attempts in the league. And the, uh, uh, whenever D- uh, Dalvin Cook has big games, Madison usually has pretty decent like flex startable games below him. Nobody notices. And Kansas mm. City bleeds fantasy points to running backs. Um, they've also given up a touchdown to secondary running backs three straight weeks. Fun little stat. Can I be honest? I kind of wish that I thought of this, <laughs> which is my highest compliment. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's come back from Galaxy. You somehow turned a compliment to me to like you bragging. Yeah. No, that's, I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, well that's the New York in me. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Eh? All right. Bargain bin play of the week. When you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, DK, who are you scraping off the bottom sides of the barrel? <laughs> so... Uh, Dallas Goddard of the Eagles is only $3,100, which is extremely, extremely cheap. I'm actually, as you scroll through players on DraftKings that are $3,100, some of these are so obscure, I legitimately do not know who they are. Who is C. Reynolds? (laughs) Are we supposed to know that? Either Washington or Buffalo. (laughs) 0.0 points per game. Hey, his name's Craig. (laughs) Craig Craig Reynolds. Reynolds. Who is M. Burton? Michael Burton. Michael Burton is a person. Uh, That is $3,100. Dallas Goddard, also (laughs) $3,100. That's incredible. Uh, Patrick DeMarco, 1.2 fantasy points per game. Is he a fullback? (laughs) $3,000. He is a fullback. So, to me, this is like absurd. Dallas Goddard has been a fantasy factor over the last three weeks. Um, You know, he's been as good as Ertz. In, in fantasy over the last three weeks. And, and so, I, I don't know. I just think that's a really good bargain right there. So, I just looked this up. Do you know how many touches Patrick DeMarco has this year? <laughs> no. Fullback Patrick DeMarco. Six. You you looked it up. I swear to God, I did you, not. I heard typing and then an answer. <laughs> Check my history Horse on shit. my computer. I heard typing and then an answer. Let me I'm, see all your I'm tabs. I'm typing notes because I produced this show. All right, well, it's six. <laughs> Yeah, it's six. Now it's, I feel like the air came out of that. Whatever. The point is, it's not a lot. So, yeah, Dallas got it. Good. Ugh. All right. So, I was really excited. Saw this stat point. on Twitter from Graham Barfield. Zach Hurts over the last four weeks, 13 catches, 169 yards, one touchdown on 26 targets. Dallas Goddard over the last four weeks, 13 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns on 20 targets. So, I mean, it's very close there. Goddard, it's to almost me, Patrick like DeMarco levels. <laughs> yeah, $3,100. You can't beat that price. You can't beat that. All right, bargain bin. Craig, we argued about this, so I think we're just going to um, we're gonna have to talk about the whole thing. Jalen Samuels and Trey Edmonds, basically the backup running backs for the Steelers because <laughs> this is dependent on whether James Conner plays. Uh, James Conner had a shoulder injury, AC joint specifically. Mike Tomlin said 
he'd probably be fine with that practicing. I am rolling with ESPN's Brooke Pryor, a fine reporter on the Steelers beat, who tweeted today, with today is Thursday, at 324 Eastern time saying, Connor once again mispracticed, as did Benny Snell, who was technically third string, but was promoted because Jalen Samuels was out. So he was Benny Snell's second string, but now Jalen Samuels is back. So Benny Snell's third string again. The point is, Brooke Pryor was saying that the odds that Connor and Snell don't play are higher now that they didn't practice on Thursday. Obviously, Friday full participation usually means they're going to play. I mean, always means they're going to play. But Tomlin also said that Connor not practicing would be all right and could still play. So what do you guys think this weekend? I think that Trey Edmonds, who is the fourth stringer, also the only healthy backfield candidate, $3,000, so Patrick DeMarco-level money, could end up getting like mm. half the Steelers' touches. But also Jalen Samuels could help, could be healthy. So these $4,000, which is still $1,000 cheaper than Alex Madison. Or James Conner could play, and none of these people are mean anything. I mean, I, I, I love the Jalen Samuels thing if Conner doesn't play. But that, that is the big question. Yeah, so Connor's Craig, out. Craig, James you're, the, Craig, you're the resident. You're the resident Steelers fan. Give us your give us your take. I think Connor's going to play. I mean, uh, Tomlin said that he could not practice all week and play. All that really matters is that he's like even limited on Friday. This is a big game. They're playing the Colts, and Connor, Connor's a tough son of a gun. That guy comes back from injuries like yeah. three times a game. I don't know. Um, if I had to put money down, even though he didn't play today, and I don't know if he's listed as questionable or doubtful right now, I would bet that he suits up. All righty. All right, let's build our lineup. Well, I'm lying. We already built the lineup, but we'll reveal the lineup. Uh, going through DraftKings, again, this is point per reception. We are entering this week another... Double up. Double up. Thank you, Craig. That's that's <laughs> Craig's got all the double up. Yeah, so the goal of double up, you want to come top 50%, top 40%. You want it better than average. So we're going for players who are high floor. I mean, obviously high ceiling, but it's not like a Millie Maker where we're trying to come in first and we're just shooting for the moon. And let us just say our last week, we did our first double up and we doubled up. <laughs> we doubled up. So now we're, we, yeah. I'm not good at math. Are we quadrupling up now or we're just doubling up again? We're just doubling up again. We're just doubling up. Okay, we're doubling up again. All right. We're going to double up again, starting with QB, Mr. Kirk Cousins, Kurt, whatever you want to call him. He's good for points. They're playing the Chiefs. We went through <laughs> that. Running back, Aaron Jones, just $7,000 on DraftKings, even though he had a, I mean, I, this is the technical term, a bajillion yards last week. Uh, they're going against the Chargers, which they're at Los Angeles, but I think more like they're playing in front of a home crowd. <laughs> yeah. um, he is a little limited in practice this week, but as long as he plays, he's worth the money. Josh Jacobs, our guy, $6,500 at running back. Receiver, Robbie Anderson against the <laughs> Dolphins. It's going to be great. Oh, boy. The Jets, baby. Seahawks, DK Metcalf. The only other DK we are allowed to talk about on this podcast is DK Metcalf. Um, yeah. Still leads the league in ends and uh, uh, red zone targets. So look at no, DK. Enzo, oh, Enzo. Yes, saying. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. End zone uh, targets. Love DK Metcalf against the Bucks because they're the Bucks. DJ Moore on the Panthers for $4,800, which seems so low. Goldilocks. Gold. These are Goldilocks. <laughs> Platinum locks, DJ Moore. Uh, Dallas Goddard at tight end. Cheap as hell. Cheap Craig, as do you hell. have any remorse that we talked you out of Zach Ertz and into Dallas Goddard? I'm just going to put this into the radio airwaves right now. Zach Ertz is going to have a huge day. <laughs> Craig is very upset about that we went with yeah, Goddard. Yeah, I'll, cre- I'll take the credit. I mean, I'll take the blame if Ertz goes off, and I'll take the credit if Goddard goes off. Spidey senses are tingling for Ertz. Just saying. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. But, hey, I will say, going to Goddard from Ertz gets us Kenny Galladay into our flex spot, which I'm really feeling good about. It's going to have a gala day. 
Galladay. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to cut that or not. I hope you do. Defense, <laughs> really Broncos. Hope you leave that. <laughs> I hope you leave it in too. Defense, Broncos, defense, they're rolling against the Browns, and the Browns quietly bottom five in every offensive rate category that matters, and also turnovers. Um, and turnovers per drive, which is just, it's not what you want. They're up in the thin air of Denver. Who knows? I I don't want to say anything because Baker will get mad at us and maybe yell at us. So I don't want to say anything else. That's all we got. Uh, DK, wait, what are you dressing up a uh, little, little baby Calvin is for Halloween? <laughs> oh man, I don't even know yet. Got to figure that out. Can you take an infant trick or treating? No. Did you think about it? I mean, you I would can. do any excuse to trick or treat as an adult and get all that candy. You should anything. go as DK Metcalf and he should be your football. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> That was actually That is funny. good. What do you mean, actually? Dick can just like go shirtless with just like all the abs and stuff. And then you can just carry around the that baby. That is good. You are supposed to hold a baby like a football, <laughs> right? That's what my grandma told me. No, I got it. DK Metcalf. I'll be DK Metcalf and my baby will be Tyler Lockett. No, that's not as funny as what Craig said. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. All right. That's all we got. I don't know why DK isn't trying to get free candy from strangers. It's none of my business. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Jim. Thank you to everyone for listening. <laughs> Best of luck this week. We'll see you guys next week.